Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. Moving on up. We're back. We're, uh... So, guys, um, we had a question this week from our good friend Gary who writes, uh, Hello, do you sell and recommend limited partnerships for mining and oil exploration? Thanks. Great so there's uh, yeah there's um, MLPs um, it, it's it's like a normal partnership so there are some benefits in, in doing that at least in taxable accounts if you're mm-hmm. in an IRA it's obviously you don't have this benefit but um, <clears throat> with the partnership what it would do is it allows you to write down or write off certain uh, expenses of the business as they occur um, assuming that you would have the need to. Um, itemize your tax if you didn't itemize it really yeah. doesn't give you much benefit yeah absolutely you want to be in the tax bracket that you can itemize you're spending right. a little bit more absolutely yeah now certain things that we would talk about and one of the reasons that i don't really recommend too many of them is because they're kind of a pain in the neck to deal yeah. with yeah. uh when it comes to your taxes again you know yes. assuming that you have uh enough deductions to itemize your taxes you you get this uh partnership return from the business, which is called a K-1. Yes. And almost every publicly traded MLP that I have ever ran across will be at least a month late getting you your information. So if you don't mind extending every single year. Every time. Yeah. uh, It's not a big problem. Now, if you want to talk a little more granular just about what's going on in mining and oil exploration, we do have... A few companies, especially in oil and gas exploration, that we we recommend there. Um, among them is Schlumberger Limited, um, Exxon Mobil, Royal Dutch Shell, Valero Energy, and Drill Quip uh, are all on our recommended list. Just to cover a couple of them, uh, Schlumberger um, uh, supplies technology for uh, reservoir characterization, drilling, production, and processing. So it's a services company. It's not really a driller. Uh, it's been kicked around a bit lately, um, and by lately I mean over the last few years. Uh, still looks pretty attractively priced, especially when you see that PEG, the PEG ratio, uh, which is the forward PE divided by expected growth. That's how you get to that number. It's 0.95. We usually like companies with a peg of one or less, which means that you're buying a company that the growth is not truly priced in. Now, what is that growth? Expected to grow 30.33%. This is according to um, the average of analysts uh, on Bloomberg, one of the major sources of our data. Um, But if you look at what it's done over the past five years, uh, it's been negative, 28.66% annually. So, uh, uh, you know, they're they're expecting a change in what's been going on at Exxon, um, or Schlumberger, rather. Uh, and a lot of that is, is going to be determined by the price of oil. Mm-hmm. When oil prices are low, companies drill less of it. Yeah. Uh, their profitability is lower, and it doesn't make as much sense for them to uh, just keep pounding the ground so well we got uh, the summer travel season approaching so yeah it sounds like yeah. we might get some 
a raise in prices. So we've seen a maybe spike in, in, at the gas pump at least. Yeah, this recently. Yeah, and for folks that really just hate it when they start seeing those things, the best way to get over it is to buy yourself an oil company. <laughs> buy some stock in an oil company. If you look, uh, getting to the oil company, this is a diversified player, Exxon Mobil, yeah. really big company, market cap over three hundred and forty-five billion dollars. Um, it, and you know it it uh, goes from throughout from uh, drilling oil out of the ground to the mid level down to marketing and uh, pumping uh, right right refinery Refining. and yeah selling it right yeah. I mean you see the Exxon the entire process yeah type from, company they can exactly. do it all yeah and uh, and because it is diversified it tends to be a better proxy for for the uh, energy industry as a whole. Um, they're expected to grow by about 16 and three quarter percent over the next uh, three to five years. However, again, if you look at their five-year growth numbers, they're around negative 14 and three quarters. So, um, you know, things are expected to pick up, do better. I, I've said for a long time that I think uh, the the uh, real break-even price of oil is around 70 bucks a barrel. Uh, it's where the Saudis used to set their their uh, a budget the the Saudi government budget was around 72 bucks a barrel mm-hmm. uh, when they drove the price to its knees back in 2015-16 uh, um, it, it was it was amazing to watch what started happening they they had basically cut off their nose to spite their face uh, because what you saw was uh, they got to the point where their government couldn't truly pay its bills. So mm-hmm. um, we've seen a bit of a reversal. You know, oil's still playing in that range mid to high 50s, touched 60 a time or two lately. Um, but uh, that's really what's at stake here. Uh, you look at some of the other um, performance figures uh, for ExxonMobil, 6.1%. Return on assets, uh, 11.2% return on equity. Um, you know, there's there's really not a heck of a lot to talk about beyond that. They yeah. do both yeah. have a very attractive dividend, uh, 4% yield on ExxonMobil, um, 4.4% on Schlumberger. Two pretty solid companies. The one thing I will say about Schlumberger is its uh, dividend coverage ratio uh, or it's, um, you know, the the way that their earnings actually are relative to the dividend that they pay out is a bit high. They're paying out 122.5% of earnings, which is not long-term sustainable. But if you did hit that 30% growth over the next three to five years, it will not be a concern. Yeah. So, um, you know, just, <clears throat> just taking that, um, if... Uh, Gary, if you're if you're out there and listening to us, that's uh, that's the best I can give you. Not a huge fan of limited partnerships, but I am a, a pretty big fan of uh, energy. Uh, when it comes to mining, really not as much. It's in the materials industry and tends to be very uh, cyclical. And you know, while we do own some materials, generally they tend to be more chemical companies. So uh, you know, that would be my preference. And again, sure. you know, not limited partnerships. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we um, <clears throat> have several others here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce this. Don't know if we'll have time to answer it, but we will get to it in the next segment if we don't. So uh, Reginald from Alpharetta asks, uh, I have a pretty well-planned will. I have specific instructions on how my assets should be distributed. 
beneficiary designations that coincide with my wishes, testimony, testamentary trusts. Boy, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, <clears throat> what I don't have is an executor. My daughter's husband is irresponsible with money, and she always goes along with what he says. So I don't feel naming her would be very wise. The question is, can I just not name one and let the probate court follow my will? Should I leave directions that uh, my daughter and son-in-law would not be named? Great so, question. Uh, yeah. There you go. And we and will I, get to it right after the break. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we quite have time, but uh, we'll get to this. And let me let you know just how you can get your questions to us. Uh, you can call our question hotline, one eight five five four two nine. 429 How about that? A hiccup. Uh-oh. one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. 429 You'll leave your question after our recorded message. We'll play it on the air and hit Another hiccup, <laughs> and we'll answer right behind it. I've been having these hiccup spells on and off all day, so uh, you might hear a little more of that. I'll try to keep it to a minimum, except for that one. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to email us, our email is drgene at hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-L. The hysterical laughter you hear in the background is our producer, Kelly Lynn, as I've referenced earlier on the show. For some reason, this is the most hilarious. How about that? Hilarious. Most hilarious thing she has ever heard. It's kind of like in stereo right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're driving down the road. Enjoy this. Yeah, why not? Uh, a little <laughs> bit of very very cool hiccups. They're very cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, DJ, Reginald's question. Uh, basically, he's got a, a son-in-law that's yeah, not me. real responsible with his finances. Uh, he's afraid his daughter will... Follow the advice of the son-in-law. Yeah, and we have we hear this from time to time. I don't know what it is with those son-in-law, yeah, the son-in-law characters. Yeah, we we get this there to be in the planning department. Those yeah. strange guys with two well, daughters. I'll be as, making sure we have none of those. As father of two daughters, <laughs> I have made sure to let them know that when they're forty, they can begin dating. <laughs> That's right. Oh, good. So um, by the time that happens, I'm I'm not going to have have to worry too terribly much about right. uh, about, it. about the son-in-law. But in this case, he's planning his will. He's trying to make sure that his beneficiaries are all taken care of. What he's trying to avoid is, is uh, naming uh, yeah. an executor, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about this for a few minutes. First, you know, obviously we're not attorneys, so you know, definitely speak with your estate planning attorney before you make any any you know rash decisions. But for there's two ways to look at this. One is you know when it's retirement uh, retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, you have beneficiary designations. The beneficiary designation and for those accounts um, supersede what happens in your taxable type accounts. So any taxable money, any savings accounts, any you know real estate, cars, anything mm-hmm. of that nature, you, that's what the will and the estate plan is for. So in, in a scenario like this, you know if you don't name someone and you skip that. Then the court, they're going to pick somebody for you, yeah. and it's which, those. Which could be pretty costly. It I mean, could be costly, and it could be again if there is a family member that potentially is willing to step in and and take over this. It could go back to your your daughter, which Defeats inadvertently whole, reverts yeah, back exactly. right back to where you don't want to be. So I think you know there are you know people and organizations that that do this professionally where. You know, you can name them as the executor of this organization. It is there is a fee for this, so there's a little bit more expense um, 
for this type of planning, but at least your 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 wishes are going to be taken care of the way you written them down, right? There, yeah, it's I mean, not, the executor has to act as a fiduciary well, by law, which kind of helps yeah, my the situation. Thought, but. My thought here is you went through uh, a lot of trouble to get all this stuff written up by an attorney, I would assume. Couldn't you use that same attorney as your executor? Potentially. Yes. I mean, if they're <laughs> willing to act. Again, you know, what, what happens a lot of times is, is in our cases, you know, you see these, you know, clients come in and they're maybe they're, they're tax professional or they're their state planner they're 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 aging as well right so mm-hmm. uh, you know they don't necessarily want someone that's getting older to to potentially have this liability or responsibility if you know, they're for even themselves. there mm-hmm. you know still practicing exactly so that's where that conversation goes where if you have a bank a, you know some organization yeah, they can be there it, the bank or, or that organization that institution will be there um no matter what the individual is. So um, there's some options here, and I think it's just worth exploring and having more detailed conversations with your estate planner and, and making sure that, that uh, you actually name something or someone. Um, it doesn't have to be a family member. Right. I mean, it could be a third party. A third party. So, so yeah, definitely keep, there's, keep there's the conversation open mm-hmm. so you don't you know inadvertently let your daughter and son-in-law, son-in-law make those rash decisions. Okay. There you go. There you go. The 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 final answer. Is that it? The, That's it. The almost That's it. final answer. Yeah. That's your final, final answer. answer. But um, definitely check with an attorney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be a, be a good thing in this case. All right, we got another one here. Sure. Um, Gary from Peachtree Corners. Um, how about that hiccup? That's pretty good. We're still going. I'm trying to kill him, but uh, just it just doesn't happen. That's all right. Well, Garrett yes. from Peachtree Corners, I'll, go, I'll, I'll load this Thank up you. for you, and you can uh, you know, get your take on this. All right. So as a Disney shareholder, he thinks he's happy with the acquisition of 21 Century Fox, but there seem to be a lot of critics saying that the acquisition uh, was out of greed. Hmm. So he, greed. we've been a long-term fan here at Hensler, so he wants to know our stance. Was this a good move for the company? Yeah, I believe it was personally, and yes, we have been a big uh, fan yeah, been of in Disney the, for a long time. A long time. They've been in the I've model around, portfolio. Yeah, I've been here 13 years, and um, I can't remember a time when we didn't, didn't hold it. Disney. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and what they're doing doing here is they're trying to get uh, better content. Disney, okay. all these media companies, uh, it's it's the big buzzword these days. Um, they've got a, a platform with which they can deliver um, data, movies, whatever. Um, what they want is more production, so mm-hmm. they want they want this uh, content to be pushed onto their platform. Right. So they're trying to compete with like Netflix and right other exactly. type of streaming, streaming services. Type, yeah. Services. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of them out there these days, and they tend to be very profitable as well. So, I you know I don't get too caught up in the in the uh, uh, greed. Yeah. Debate. Yeah. To me, it's it's, uh, it's not an emotion. Uh, greed seems emotional. Where this is a business, and it's trying to yeah. continue long term strategy. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's there is a, b- a big debate in really economics as to what the purpose of a company is. Now, um, as a shareholder, you're among the few that can ac- actually vote. Yeah. The, the proxy, and I think it's wise that uh, shareholders, somebody that holds a stake in the company, can actually uh, voice their opinion. Are, are the only <laughs> ones who are who are allowed to voice their opinion, especially with that vote on the proxy. But I think, um, uh, you know, knowing that you are a 
citizen. You're you're a global citizen at this point, a company mm-hmm. as big as Disney. Yeah. Uh, you also have to be mindful of those stakeholders. These are going to be your employees, your customers, uh, those that you would impact in any way. Because what's good for you as a as a global citizen is actually good for your shareholders profitability because mm-hmm. you start going around just acting as you will um whether it be environmentally socially or having bad governance these ESG which we have a portfolio yep. that follows a, a strict um uh lineup of of those type companies as well but yeah. um uh, you know if you're if you're a bad neighbor folks aren't going to like you and it's going to impact profitability but you know in in the end it is the company's duty to make money for its shareholders, and I think this uh, this marriage between them and uh, 21st century is actually a good one, mm-hmm. if you consider that. Yeah. Um, so you know, well, I think we know that you know streaming services. They don't, way to, yeah, they're not. They're not going to go yeah. away. I mean, no, they're is, more becoming more popular. Right. You know, look, ask Blockbuster. You know about yeah. what their opinion is. I mean, of you can watch streaming movies services. in your car now on your because, phone. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. 25 years ago. That's all he had. That's all and, and we had. But now, right. and then Redbox killed Blockbuster, and the next thing, where's Redbox? Yeah, there yep. are still a few of those vending machines laying around here and there, but uh, but you don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore uh, to find right. it. You yeah. can just yeah. sit at home, exactly. Hit the button, click a button, and move on. So, That's right. seems like a good strategy for Disney. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And uh, you know, they like I say, they've got. They've got a good platform, the tele- television stations and, and uh, various other ways that folks can go in and uh, access um, the the content they already have, which is good. I mean, who doesn't like Mickey? Yeah, right. I mean, all I mean, the, the classic shows. Classic. Yeah, yeah. But when, uh, uh, getting some new stuff. For the record, there's still one more blockbuster in the United States. Really? I, I saw an article on this. Yeah, I think it's in like Oregon or something. The what? last one, one there is one still standing. So if take the kids if you still have yeah. uh if you want to show them, is take a field it? trip, take a vacation. Yeah, and this is what you used to have to do. Are you on the way for, to Washington? You got to realize that there's a the, the world's biggest ball of twine in the middle of Minnesota and uh I mean, you got to go and see I that, mean, too. It's almost like we're vacation planners at this point, yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we do it all. Whatever. We give can do anything. You give us a call, we'll help you out. That's right. <laughs> You're listening to Money Talks. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments, It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.